Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, an idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you idiot. are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather that proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, April 5th. Hashtag full squad up in this mother. I'm J.E. Skeets along with me. Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, guys. Hey, Tassie. We got the hottest of the Top Shot Hot Boys, Trey Kirby. hey Hey. Yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. And last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button, guys. Just go over, click it, done. Leave your comments too, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your questions and comments for this week's new Beach Steppin' podcast. We're going to stroll down by the water on Wednesday. So send in your gems now. Email them in nodunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in as well, at nodunksinc. Or leave them in the YouTube comments. And finally, grab your merch over at nodunks.com. You got the hoodies, and you got the shorts, and t-shirts, and coffee mugs. So go to nodunks.com. Grab your gear. All right. We're right into it here, guys. So much to talk about on a Monday. NBA weekend winners and losers. We'll start the winners. Lee, why don't you get us started, mate? Who are you going with? Well, I'll go with the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for a couple of reasons. On the court, two wins over the weekend. Giannis, uh, monster 47-point night on Friday, carried them to a comfortable win over the Blazers. He actually sat out the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the Bucks were in Sacramento. Didn't matter. The Bucks got the win in a tight one. So two, two victories uh, over the weekend, three in a row. And now the Bucks are only a game and a half back of both Brooklyn and Philly for top spot in the East. So good weekend for them. But the big news really out of Milwaukee is that they announced they've signed Drew Holiday to a four-year 140 to 160 million extension over the weekend. So whenever a guy uh, signs a monster contract like that, the juicy debate is always, is he worth it? Is he worth that sort of money? Have the Bucks made the right decision? Well, Numbers aren't huge. Drew Holiday is not the sort of guy who really goes out there and stuffs the stat sheet. 17 points, 5 assists, shoots well, doesn't turn it over all that much, but he's a very much two-way player, uh, an underrated defender, one of the most underrated defenders in the league. And his impact on the court with Milwaukee is there to be seen. Like The, the numbers back up that when he's on the court with Giannis and Milton, the Bucks are just a better team. And we got a glimpse 
really of what the Bucks are hoping for out of uh, Drew Holiday on Saturday night when Giannis sat out late in the game. Drew finished with 33 points, 11 assists, and late in the game had a couple of big baskets to help seal this one. He's been on a tear, actually, since the All-Star break. He's been uh, really good. And this is really what I think the Bucks are hoping for because he was brought in primarily as an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe just let them down in the playoffs far too many times. The Bucks wanted him, Bledsoe to be their guy. They gave him a nice big contract after they traded for him. But we just saw in the playoffs too many times that Bledsoe simply didn't perform. And uh, the Bucks made the big move in the offseason, gave up a ton of draft capital to get hold of Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday could have been an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. So they sort of had to show, like, we were, we gave up that much. We really believe in this guy. And so they gave him a big offer that uh, he could have gotten more if he opted out. But I think Drew Holiday also said, well, this is a pretty good deal. You know, he could have got a little bit more, oh, yeah. but not a, not a whole whack more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think for him, uh, it, was a, it was a good deal. And, you know, again, we've seen so far good things. But there's a couple of negatives you've got to be careful of with Drew Holiday. Uh, one of them, I'll just start with the last year of that contract because he's owed a player option, $37 million. He's going to be 34 Is he going to be able to hold up? Because that's the other thing. He's only played 82 games once in his career. That was in his second season. He did play 81 three years ago with the Pelicans. So, you know, he, he's, he has had some injuries over his, um, over his career. And now the Bucks pretty much are capped out for the next three seasons or so with Giannis. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. So they yeah. basically, these are the three guys they're going with. But I think it's the right move. I think if you're Milwaukee, you know, they traded for him. He is an upgrade. He can play both ends of the floor. Um, and he, he he very much understands his role. He's not out there looking to try to take, you know, uh, too many more shots or take shots away from Chris Middleton or obviously Giannis or anything like that. He's going to slot into that uh, sort of third uh, uh, role on the roster and be very, very good at it. So if he stays healthy, I think this is an upgrade. I think the Bucks have done the right thing. They've said, this is our guy. We're going forward with him. And here's a big fat contract to prove it. They're in win now mode with him. This is it. I think it was the right thing by Milwaukee to obviously not let him hit free agency and potentially walk for nothing. Can you win a championship, Trey, with the trio making mad money in Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday? That's the question we're at here. I mean, the Bucks are doubling down on it after giving up all those uh, draft picks for Drew Holiday, like Lee said, for giving these guys a bunch of money. I mean, Giannis is a no-brainer, but the other two are a little bit more like are they max-like guys? What do you think? Are they max-like guys? Yes. Yes, okay. they are from a technical contract standpoint sort of viewpoint. But if you're comparing them to the team that they're really going to be chasing in the Eastern Conference, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, with three guys who are all NBA-level players who could be MVPs or a Finals MVP, are they at that level? I don't think the Bucks are quite there yet. But... Like Lee's saying, this is kind of a move that they had to make. You know, they traded all of these picks for Drew Holiday. It behooves the Bucks to continue to have a competitive team to put the best teams they can around Giannis and to make sure that those picks heading back to New Orleans stay in the 25 to 30 range. But right. I think things are good for the Bucks right now. They're under the radar. This team was under pressure going into the playoffs last year. They were under pressure after the playoffs last year. The questions were, is Bud the right coach? Is Giannis going to leave? How do they improve? They seem to have at least answered a couple of those questions. Giannis is under contract for a while. Drew Holiday is under contract for a, a while. They've got a big three with Chris Middleton there as well. There's still the pressure to win. There's still questions about the playoffs. But now they're just worried about basketball stuff rather than potentially losing one of the greatest players in the history of their franchise. Now they just got to go out there and figure out a way to get to that next level, to get to an NBA Finals. I think they still need a reliable fourth and fifth guy. That seems to be the case for a lot of teams when you're able to get the first three. 
How do you build around it? Let's see what the right. Bucks are able to do from here. Yeah, and you got to get creative too. After all, that money is tied up to three guys, right? The front office does tasks in you know, you know, tinkering right with cap exceptions and minimum offers to free agents and stuff like that. But that's a good problem to have if you're confident in your in your big three, as Trey called them. Um, I think it's the Nets, Warriors, Sixers, and now Bucks. What the four teams that are going to have three guys under contract for like thirty million dollars? Uh, next year in 21-22. But uh, what's your take on this Drew Holiday being locked up there and, and the Bucks' chances of winning this whole thing in, in, I guess, the next couple of years? Yeah, they're doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on those big three because, yeah, there's not a lot of wiggle room after you pay those big three. There's $7 million under the cap um, next season just after they pay those, those guys. So they have to come out and perform. Now, Drew Holiday... This is his chance. Uh, he he's you know had that run with the Pelicans a few years ago. That's what we always talk about. We talk about Drew Holiday. They swept the Blazers that one time. If you remember mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis, he looked awesome, and that's the kind of guy they're going to need now. He's gone through a lot in his career. Uh, he's healthy now. Uh, yeah, he is going to be you know 31 when this contract starts. Uh, so you can look at it and say he's an old man. And you can look at it and, and think, well, this Bucks team may just be the team in the Eastern Conference, like one of those teams we remember in history as a really good team that never wins a championship uh, because, yeah, they're, they're, lining, they're lining themselves with the Brooklyn Nets, as, as Trey pointed out. Uh, they're obviously phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, Giannis you know, could have some, some more years in Milwaukee. Like, he could be there longer. They could slip a championship in there if they could sneak by the Nets, you know, at, at – for one of these years, because, you know, those some of those Brooklyn Nets are pretty long in the tooth. They're in their 30s, Harden and, and Durant. So uh, it's it's up to Drew, really. If you look uh, at those playoff games last year, we all remember the, the Giannis wall was there. Mm-hmm. Game in and game out. And Drew can be the guy, you know, like Lee mentioned, that 33-point night uh, on Saturday. He can be the guy to, to just unlock Giannis a little bit, because Giannis hasn't develop that push shot game or the floater game or the hook shot game it's going to be up to drew so yeah is he uh is he a max guy when when the numbers break down when that uh when the agent shows him that contract and shows him man you've got 25 million dollars in bonus opportunities (laughs) right there dude right there can you go get that uh that's it's like yeah it's it's 135 guaranteed and all the headlines say 160 uh, because there's 25 mil in in bonuses, he is capable of doing that. But we haven't seen him as a top tier guy, and so man, I like I I'm kind of cheering for him. I am sort of in his corner, mm-hmm. uh, but um, it's it's one of those things like can they get over the hump, or are they going to be one of those teams that wins and wins and wins and wins and wins, uh, but just can't win a championship? I think they could they could slip one by, and and I am kind of cheering for them. I mean, it is kind of worrisome. Like Giannis had those. Uh, a good night on Friday night. It was one of those really weird things where he was warming up pregame, you know, just with the, the trainer or assistant coach or whoever it was, uh, getting him going, you know, getting his shots up. And then he he got a shot up and he something tweaked in his leg. He just stopped and went to the sideline. And he played through that game but missed the next game. Like that's I don't know that that freaked me out when, when a guy just kind of uh, you know stops playing like that. Um, yeah, has, but he, like you stop. said, he played in the game and went 18 for 18 from the, from the floor. <laughs> so yeah. I think he was okay, you know, from yes, inside yes. the three-point arc. Yeah. I don't know. This is just his prime right now, and I don't know how long guys' primes are anymore. But, uh, like, he's coming into his late 20s. 
can Drew and Middleton help him out a bit? Like, that's that's a thing. I don't know. They're just really, really, really good. And people say, oh, that yeah. number's too gaudy. But, like, in the NBA, that's just the numbers. Now. Those are the numbers now. Are you going to be a number three guy? This team is going to win 50 to 60 games every single year. Every single year. I mean, it's year. a nice so setup, it it? right? Yeah. They've got Giannis inside, one of the best paint scorers in the league. And then they've got two guys in Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are 20 point per game scorers going for 50, 40, 90 right now. If you're yeah. just mapping it out on paper, it looks incredible. It's going to be uh, a matter of doing it in the playoffs. Uh, when Giannis is getting stopped a little bit, how do they have a plan B? Is Middleton or Drew able to continue clutch play in the playoffs as we've seen before? And as we've seen before, they've had just fine playoff series where not much is happening. So I don't know. You also have to imagine that at some point, at some point, the Bucks are going to get a little bit lucky in the buyout game at some point with this team in the future. We've seen the Nets are the team that is luring all of these uh, random former all-stars. At some point, the Bucks are going to get somebody that they can play for 15 minutes on the wing, right? They're going to be able to upgrade a Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton spot, because that is the question to me. They still need that other wing out there because they've got a great guard. They got a great wing. They got a great big guy. The role guys leave a little to be desired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the record's awesome when Drew's playing for Milwaukee this year. 27-11 and 11 and 5-6 and six when he doesn't. So they're obviously an unbelievable team when uh, he's out there and when their big three is playing. To me, they're really similar in a weird way to the Sixers, like their big three. I mean, Giannis is Embiid, so that checks out, like the impact they have on both ends, like just superstar level players. And then Tobias Harris is Middleton. They're so similar, uh, especially the way Tobias is playing this year and like unbelievable efficiency for him. And then the defensive guy for the Sixers, of course, is Ben Simmons. And then for the Bucks at the perimeter, it's Drew Holiday because he is a lockdown defender. And you hear like NBA players all the time always have Drew Holiday on the list of like, oh, that's the guy like I don't want to go up against. Like he makes it tough. You know, he plays hard. He's smart. Um, he's strong. So, yeah, they're, they're similarly constructed there in terms of their big three. And like I also think, too, with Tobias, maybe Drew, even Middleton, people go, what? Paying the guy that much? I mean, even Ben Simmons, people are like, what? You know, the guy doesn't want to shoot a three. You're paying him that much? Yeah, we know he makes an impact uh, in terms of setting guys up and playing defense. But uh, so that's why they're very, very similar. And they're both trying to get past each other and then these Brooklyn Nets. So I, I have no problem with the Bucks though, going for it. I mm-hmm. mean, what else were they going to do here? You know, the last straw really now is it's Bud, right, Lee? It's I Bud. mean, we, we've talked about it a million times. Like, yeah. he has to basically, I think he has to get almost to the finals, at least conference finals, and put up a fight, whoever he if they were to lose in the conference finals. Otherwise, he's gone because uh, yeah. there's now almost no more moves to make. Yeah, and that's going to be tough for him because you could they could very well face Philadelphia in that second round, which is sure. going to be tough for them. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I think everyone would say the Nets are probably the, the favorite to get to at least the conference finals. So if the Bucks have to get through Philadelphia and then potentially Miami or someone as well in that first round, it's not going to be easy. But surely this is a last chance for Bud, especially yeah. if they get embarrassed in the playoffs. I mean, if yeah. they put up a fight and go out in seven... Maybe there's a case to be made, but uh, the way they went out down in Miami, you know, effectively got swept was a, a horrible look for Bud. So I'd say this is his last chance. And, uh, and you know, I think he knows. I think everybody knows it kind of like it was with Bledsoe. It's like, all right, let's give this guy one more shot. Eventually, they just said, no, we, he's not doing it for us. We need somebody new. So a lot of pressure on, on Budenholzer to show that he's more than just a regular season coach. Tess, let's keep it going. Who's your uh, winner of the weekend? Well, the Boston Celtics, I know they only beat the Houston Rockets and uh, a Charlotte Hornets team that's super, super shorthanded without Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball, but there's a glimmer. 
there's a glimmer of those Celtics that went to the conference finals last year, uh, mainly because uh, Kemba Walker was looking right, even though he only shot two of nine from three. That pass he made to Jalen Brown, where everybody's smiling, everybody's kind of <laughs> looking like, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're, we got the vibe of last year, even though, again, it's, it was just the Rockets and the Hornets. They blew them both out. And, and it felt a little a little like last year for a moment, just for a moment, because uh, it was a combined 46 points uh, in those two wins. That hasn't happened for them in months uh, that they smashed teams like that. And there was a, you know, besides the Kemba pass, which was absolutely phenomenal, and, and Jalen Brown giving a hug, and that's nice and all that. But there was, there was some, you know, an injection of youth a little bit. They've, they're relying on Robert Williams a lot now since they traded Daniel Tyson. Mm-hmm. He is paying off at the center spot. They're, they're, they're pushing him, and he's only going to get better. So there's that hope over the, these, this last, you know, quarter-ish of the season for them. They got Romeo Langford back, who's a, a young player. Just just that injection of youth, a, a volleyball block from Ro, Romeo Langford, which was nice, a two-hander. Uh, they, they look like a team, and that's what it really comes down to. They just haven't looked like that for a long time. And I wonder if this is a bit of a turning point. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's wishful thinking, uh, but they, they, they look like that deep team that everyone's always yearning for with the Boston Celtics. They do have... A good point differential, even though they sit eighth in the Eastern Conference, it's the 11th best uh, point differential in the league. They're not; they're better than what they are at, at this point. They're better than a 500 team. Uh, I, I just, I just wonder if, when that locker room, if that locker room comes together, because we're talking about the top three in the Eastern Conference. There's, there's only three real teams that wouldn't be a surprise if they make to the finals in, in the Bucks, Sixers, and Nets. Um, and I think, you know, the, the Heat are on everyone's list as the next team down. But the Celtics should be amongst that group. And it wouldn't surprise me if they are, you know, a top four, five, six team when all is said and done, especially with the the glut that that is the Eastern Conference playoff picture. And they resembled it for a moment. You know, mm-hmm. watching that team, you know, you could see. You could see how uh, they're playing for each other. Uh, they weren't just relying on the three ball. And Kemba Walker, I know it's wishful thinking. He was two of nine from three yesterday against the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know what's what's up with those knees. But to see that million-dollar <laughs> smile for a second was nice. And the Celtics... Uh, Celtics are kind of like the Celtics of old for a second, so I just I just hope they can they can play to their capabilities because you know they're they're good enough they are good enough to uh, to to fight with every team in the East they just haven't played to that yet. Yeah, twenty five and twenty five now they would play you know if the playoffs started now they'd play the uh, Knicks to get the seventh seed so they'd have the the one game we'd have Knicks Celtics you know throw back to the uh, the mellow years right there with the Knicks uh, taking on Boston, but. You know, give it one good week here, and uh, you said it, Tess. They could be up to fourth, right? I mean, they're like basically a game sure. behind the Hawks and the Hornets, and uh, you know, a couple losses for them, a couple wins for you, and suddenly you're right back up there to uh, home court advantage in the first round. So, a little love there to the Beantown boys here on a Monday, <laughs> having uh, yeah some success there. Yeah, not the greatest competition that they had to take care of, but uh, got the W's. Trey? Tess is right though; they look uh, more connected. Thirty-five mm-hmm. assists on Friday, twenty-nine assists on Sunday. The Celtics have been kind of a one-on-one team this year bottom 10 in the league in assists looking connected but I also love Tass mentioned it 36 points for Boston Rob Williams 16 of 18 shooting over the weekend he is the key to the Celtics for me he's their most dynamic big guy he is uh the guy who puts pressure on the rim when he's able to uh 
stay on the court, not get into foul yeah. trouble. The Celtics are so much better. Like they have so much more of a chance in the Eastern Conference if he is their number one big guy over Tristan Thompson or something right, like that. Right. Uh, Trey, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? Oh, it's just one game. Didn't get to play yesterday on the second game of a back-to-back, but Joel Embiid is back! <laughs> I'm loving it. He missed the previous 10 games with a bruised left knee. Basically gave up pole position in the MVP race. Came back to the Sixers on Saturday. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 blocks in 28 minutes, and a win for Philadelphia. I thought he looked pretty good. Not great. He was moving well, but he says he's hampered by a giant knee brace. Tash showed it on what you need to know. It can be tough to spot because he's wearing it underneath leggings, but that thing's big. That's a big old knee brace, and and Embiid looked a little rusty. Six of 14 shooting, didn't make a three, but lived at the line, and he's still a winner to me because this game was against Carl Anthony Towns, a traditional Embiid rival. (laughs) So not only did we get the return of Embiid, the basketball player, we also got the return of Embiid, the basketball meme. He hacked uh, he hacked Cat twice, went to the ta- the scorer's table for a flagrant review two different times, got a flagrant one on one of them. He also hit Carl Anthony Towns with the Degeneration X, X-Pac, <laughs> yep. suck it, humps after an and one. Incredible stuff from Joel Embiid. Hilarious that this is okay in the NBA. But you can't do the Sam Cassell dance. (laughs) Sam Cassell is an assistant coach for the Philadelphia 76ers. He sees Joel Embiid out there. Suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. He's like, man, if you only knew the travails that I went through for you to be able to do that. I thought it was great, though. Credit to Kat. He really didn't take the the bait from Embiid. Kept his head. Kind of outplayed Embiid, to be honest. Here, dunked on him real nasty one time. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that kind of stuff later. Like I said... Sixers uh, didn't have Embiid on Sunday. They lost, but it's good to have Embiid back. He probably can't get back into the MVP race. He's missed quite a few games. He's played like 10 fewer games than LeBron, who is still out right now. Yeah. But the Sixers are in a race for the number one seed. They're 20-5 and five at home this season. So no doubt, they're going to be gunning for that number one spot. We shall see if they pull it off. It's going to be a lot easier having Joel Embiid back. Am I crazier Embiid in this one? He just missed the last 10 games, right? Like it was a 10-game absence? Mm-hmm. Feels like he's been out for mm. like, for like sure. months yeah. to me for some weird reason. Like yeah. it feels Anthony Davis-like, who's been out for like seven weeks. Uh, but it was only only 10 games. I guess he did miss some uh, yeah, earlier, earlier in the year. But yeah, that's a weird one. But he's back. Hey, so you can't do the DX suck it chop. If you're standing up, though, like you're getting, you're getting attacked, you're getting a flag right. But you can do it on the ground. I swear to God, I think that's the the yeah. loophole here. Yeah, do you, maybe you can do the Sam Cassell big balls dance as long as you're lying down. Pass. Anything yeah. goes when you're yeah. lying down. Yeah, I guess they're not balls when you're on the ground. I don't right. Know. It's like not, anything goes when you're on the floor. I know. It's like they just don't judge it the same. Well, I, I, I think we found the loophole. Whatever you want to do, as long as you're lying down. Because, like, Jimmy Butler did something similar this year, too. Like, he was doing the air hump. I guess he wasn't chopping it as much. Um, yep. But, you know, similar. <laughs> like, where he's, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're not throwing the chop in, then you're just humping the air leaf. I guess that's the difference there. But. I, I, I guess so. But it's not as though, as well, you could say, uh, was he doing it? I'm not quite sure. Like, he held it for, like, <laughs> yeah, how know, many like, thrusts? Like, yeah, like ten drops, seven thrusts? Drops? I mean, yeah. he just kept on going. But I, I'm the same. I'm like, I guess if you're standing up, it's, uh, it's going to cost you. If you're on the ground, you're not taunting anybody. But, yeah, uh, yeah he and Kat, because I think uh, – 
it was just before the the sort of shutdown last season. They they got ejected or they got into it. Yeah. So uh, you know, MB just never forgets like that. He's like, all right, I, he he loves a rival big man, and he loves just going at them. So uh, it was good to have him back. He certainly is entertaining to watch. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I've got some mini winners just to throw at you guys just quickly here before we get to the losers. Aaron Gordon, I think, has to get a a winner of the weekend. He scored twenty four points against his former team uh, on Sunday. He scored Denver's first dozen points. So he was out for revenge, and then he helped the team like erase this huge comeback because they were down big. I think they were down 18 to Orlando. But Denver wins again, 14th in their last 17th, uh, so 14th win in their last 17 games, and they're perfect with Aaron Gordon in the lineup. Uh, they're, they're 4-0, and they've moved up to fourth in the West. So, you know, Nuggets still looking like a viable contender here. I think could put up one hell of a series against any of those teams in the Western Conference, and AG is like, I mean, this has been perfect, right, Tass? Like, you couldn't ask for a better, like, addition to already a good team like it's funny because we we like you know we we were debating this trade around the deadline we're like oh he would plug in really nice there you say all that but then you know sometimes it happens and you're like oh wow we totally overestimated what Aaron Gordon was yeah maybe we went a little too far thinking he's Scotty Pippen or something like that but this one has actually worked out so far so good I think it's fair to say Ooh, chef's kiss perfection no doubt uh yeah and I I probably overestimated his off-court personality and how that would impact his on-court personality like he you know wants to do all this stuff off-court he wants to rap he wants to do documentaries about his 50s and he was sort of the number one option in Orlando so I thought you know maybe it's just he's just not going to be happy in Denver being a at least a third option kind of a fourth option with Michael Mm. Porter Jr. they'd rather have the ball in Michael Porter Jr.'s hands Heck, they'd even want the ball in Will Barton's hands uh, more at times as a playmaker anyway. Uh, but uh, it's basketball, and he's just fitting in. I mean, he's, yeah. just, he's just looking at Jokic and saying, all right, man, find me. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it is perfection. It's, it's the exact role that he should be playing. And, and I also probably overestimated his lack of impact on the defensive end in terms of guards. Like, he is quick enough to, to guard guards. They traded away Gary Harris. I didn't think that... Uh, Aaron Gordon would be able to impact Littles um, on the defensive end, but he's their best wing defender now, and yep. uh, he's badass. He's he's playing really, really well. Keep it going here. The Clippers, I'm going to give a winner of the weekend, too, just for a couple of reasons. Lee, you won't like this, but uh, Rondo made his Clippers debut on Sunday. Um, <laughs> you know, he didn't do a ton. He played 13 minutes, something like that. Two points, three boards. He had a lot of turnovers. But Paul George praising Rondo's leadership already. And Coach Lou talking up how he, and I think this is actually true, like talking about how Rondo, you can just see how he'll improve the Clippers' pace. And he can just get them into their offensive sets quicker and get the ball to Kawhi and Paul George uh, just a little easier and put them in better positions to score. That's true. I mean, I know you hate Rondo, but he can do that. So they also got the victory over the Lakers. Uh, that's big. We'll get to the Lakers in a second. And, 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 uh, they're signing uh, maybe your second favorite player, Lee, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, to a 10-day contract. They're going to give him a test here. Anything to add on the Rondo debut, Lee? I just wanted to get you fired up. Listen, last year for the Lakers, he was able to do that at times. Of course. There's no doubt about it. You know, he can. That is what his strength is if he, if he gets things moving. It's just, okay. The shot clock's running out. Are you going to shoot or are you going to give it to someone else with half a second left on the clock because you don't want to miss a shot? Those are the things that he also does. So he, he's very much a feast or famine player, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. when he's locked in, when he's focused, he can be very valuable to a team. But there are times, I believe, he still is uh, is very selfish in his unselfishness. And that's, that's the part of the game that frustrates me. But the Clippers definitely need somebody 
who can actually, you know, be a point guard for them. Yeah, and so they need a floor general that, at times. I beg your pardon? A floor general, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That, and he can be that guy at this stage of his career. He can do that in short spurts. So will he do it? If so, then that's a that's a very nice pickup for them. They mm-hmm. It costs them basically uh, Lou Williams' shooting and scoring ability, but that's the sort of uh, uh, trade-off they were prepared to make. Yeah, I think he looks pretty cool in those black... Uh... Uh, jerseys that they had Trey the San, Andre- San Andreas ones like uh, vibe like GTA ones they look like uh, I actually think he looked cool I think I just like Rondo in black he looks like a like because he's supposed to be evil in a weird way <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah if he were if he were in spy versus spy he would be wearing the black hat and not the yeah. white outfit you know what I'm saying but uh he's certainly gonna help the the buzz all last offseason was how are the Clippers gonna be able to get Kyle Lowry Rondo's not a Kyle Lowry no. but he's gonna give something similar uh, to the Clippers, but just some great quotes coming out from Paul George, of course, who yeah. after last year, he was saying, you know what? Doc Rivers didn't use me right. Need to run a lot more pick and rolls. Need to have the ball in my hands more. Rondo's here. He's saying, you know what's great? Rondo's going to have the ball in his hands a whole bunch here. He can get me the ball on the second side. I can attack when people aren't really focused on me. All right, bud. Yeah. All right. You know, imagine trying to order food with Paul George. Like he would change his, he would change his mind every minute. He'd be like, "Yeah, let's get pizza." And you're like, "All right, let's get pizza. I'll call it in." He's like, "Oh, what about what about Chinese food? Maybe we should get Chinese food." You're like, "All right, I mean, yeah, we can get Chinese food. Let me call. like you'd just be annoying, I think, because he just Paul he George just never want never wants his own fries, but he's gonna have some of your fries. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, you yeah. never get your own fries either around here. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you're sharing them. Yeah, he can be frustrating. Yeah. Uh, it's funny ahead. they're they're recreating the. The 15, 16 Sacramento Kings with Rondo and Cuz. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that went Didn't, well. Didn't like Rondo lead the league in assists that year or something, and yeah. nobody saw a single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did he? I don't remember. He was. That. He it was. It was super high. Like Close. That. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good call. So yeah, Cousins is gonna get a try there. It's a. It's a ten day. So we'll see if he has anything uh, left in the tank and if he can help them out. Maybe he does a little bit. Um, finally, Jazz, just uh, a winner of the weekend. They set an NBA record lately. Knocked down 18 first half three pointers against the Magic on Saturday. 18. Uh, which is, you know, the Warriors had the record. Makes sense when you got Curry and Clay on your team. But, uh, you know, here's the Jazz, the Jazz taking it, which is no surprise this season because that's all they do is take a bunch of threes and generally hit a lot of them, Lee. Uh, they do, yeah. They are just uh, well. They're not destroying team tag, but they did destroy the magic. That was uh, that was like one of those. We had some just wild blowouts this well, weekend. We're going to get to those in a second. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the Jazz again. They're on nine game win streak right now. So and they got the Mavericks next. So they can probably have their second double digit win streak for the season here coming up. Uh, I think it's tonight actually that game, which is uh, pretty incredible. The Jazz, you know, they had that little hiccup along the way when it won that uh, that road trip there. But otherwise, they are just looking very, very impressive and flying somewhat under the radar to an extent because it's oh, like, yeah. you know, it's like well, they're just doing it at both ends, a double-digit point differential. This is a, a really nice situation here for Utah, playing great and convincing basketball. We will get to NBA weekend losers, but first, a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Lee, if I had asked you how long the Sox's been around, would you have said that long? Because I wouldn't have. What, 500? No. What, he said 1500, right? Yeah. 1500 BC, yeah. yeah. Wow. Huh. I mean... I would have said 80 years, tops. Uh, no, I would have thought a bit longer than that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Me. Yeah. Go, back, go back and look at old photos. They're not wearing socks, I'm convinced. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, sandals probably came out first. And then people started wearing socks with sandals, and then people were like, okay, this doesn't work. We've got to get some better shoes out here. We're oh, going to wear wow. socks. You still see the socks and sandals out there. I just oh no doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a that's a power <laughs> look, man. That is a bold <laughs> choice. I almost respect it. I I almost uh, almost respect it. I mean, if I see it on like an eighty year old man, I'm like, fine, he he doesn't care. But if I see it on like a twenty year old kid, sometimes like at pickup basketball or the outdoor court, I'm just like, come on, man, come on. Get rid of that. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. They're not, I mean, I have no problem with the slides. Like somebody showing up no, to play pickup ball. I do. What? Nah. Why don't you got no, like, coverage on the back part of the shoe? It's a slide, it's a flip-flop, <laughs> oh, it's a thong. I, I thought you meant, like, the classic, like, someone actually putting, like, yeah. a sock, like an older guy yeah. wearing a, a, a sandal. strap sandal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brutal look. <laughs> But the slides, Trey, I mean, I do that for Cryola. What are you judging me, Lee, when I'm showing yes, up the hoop? Nah, That's insane. You're insane. Nah. It's called chilling. You ever been chilling, yeah. Lee? Jeez, come on, man. I chill. But uh, I'm not a big slide wearer anyway. I'm a flip-flop. I'm just flip-flops through and through. That's it. You know, I'm not even a sandals man. I was briefly, but... Uh, yeah. Flip-flops. I'm just a flip-flop. I think well, that's going to be a problem with your socks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, though somehow our buddy Ken, I think Filipinos have the ability to somehow wear a flip-flop while wearing socks. I'm convinced. <laughs> he somehow can do it. <laughs> just some, maybe his socks are loose near the toes or something. It somehow jams in. A baggy sock. Yeah, maybe they're 3,500-year-old socks. So there's, there's Maybe. N- yeah, the fibers have no integrity. Away. It's a possibility. Uh, okay, let's get to NBA weekend losers. Trey, why don't you get us started? Where are you going? Oh, baby. Just a bunch of insane blowouts this weekend. So let's tackle them chronologically. On Friday, the Suns beat the Thunder by 37 points. All right. Phoenix had a 30-point lead after the first quarter. No Shea Gilgis-Alexander. No Lou Dort for the Thunder. Shout out to a career-high 33 points for Teo Flaky Salt Maladon. (laughs) Not the worst loss of the night, though. The Raptors beat the Warriors by 53. Oh, my God. That was wild. Biggest lead in this one, a cool 61 points. Wow. The biggest in the NBA since 2018. Just the third time in 25 years that there's been a 60-point lead in a basketball game. Holy crap. That's so insane. That's insane. Second biggest, uh, biggest win in the NBA this season. Second win in 15 games for the Raptors. Felt a little bit like Happy Gilmore getting a hole-in-one. That's so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. We should just win every game by 50. This is simple. All right, that's Friday. That's just Friday on Saturday. 
The Knicks beat the Pistons by 44. Julius Randle outscored Detroit 20-15 in the first quarter. Biggest Knicks win since 1996. My guess is Lee was there standing outside. (laughs) Also on Saturday, the Jazz beat the Magic by 46. 18 first half three-pointers by Utah, an NBA record. They ended up with 26 threes, 14th time this season. They've hit 20 or more. Already second all-time. The Jazz, one of the best offensives in NBA history. Even they were one-upped. The Blazers beat the Thunder by 48. Portland led by 52. This ended up being the worst loss ever for OKC. They had two losses this weekend by 85 points. I'm guessing that's a record. Just like when Happy Gilmore became the first hockey player ever to take off his skate and try to stab somebody. We're Did you watch done. Happy Gilmore this weekend? No, but just a, just a bunch of clips. You know, I just watched a bunch of clips for all of these zingers. Okay. We'll finish up with Sunday. Celtics beat the Hornets by 30. Light work. Impressive, though, that Charlotte was winning this game after the first quarter, so they lost the last three quarters by 31 points. These blowouts tell us a couple of things. Number one, mm-hmm. NBA players, great sense of timing. If you're going to get blown out, do it the weekend. Baseball returns, and it's the Final Four, yeah. and it's a holiday. Nobody will notice. Number two, it is officially tank season. The Warriors and Hornets, they had excuses, but I don't think these are going to be the last big losses we see from the Thunder, Magic, and Pistons. Yeah. And in fact, I think we're going to be see a special run here from OKC. They've overachieved this season. They're keeping Shea Gilgis-Alexander out a little bit. Lou Dort is missing time as he's in the concussion protocol. They need to really lose some games here to get in the mix for a great pick. So fun first half of the season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The second half, maybe not as exciting. Yeah, I think that's right. I I will. The only thing I'll push back on that, Trey, you said it's a good weekend to do it. I get your reasoning, like to have a blowout loss because like there's so much going on. But for me as a diehard NBA fan and someone that like doesn't watch a lot of March Madness, like I don't watch a lot of college ball, it's bad timing in the sense that you have all these entertaining games going on in uh, the women's and the men's tournaments. And like, you got all these crazy finishes, buzzer beaters, like whatever. And then, oh yeah, we got like 40 point blowout. So everybody that is a college fan going, see, much better product, much better game. And you're like, oh God, I can't even say anything. (laughs) Like it's not true. That's just absolutely not true. But yeah, this weekend, it doesn't look good for me being an NBA fan. If you get my point, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, But that was the thing, Skeets. Yeah, you're going to be taking some L's, just like the Thunder on a night like Saturday when teams are getting... We had, like, three 40-point losses. Meanwhile, in the Final Four game, a banked-in three to advance to the championship. Advantage NCAA for that night. You got us. They got the championship game tonight, right? I think that's right. Who we got? Who we got? Uh, Gonzaga and Baylor. Baylor. That's correct. That's correct. So, uh, yeah, go. I mean, who am I cheering for? Zags, I guess, right? They're trying to do the undefeated season, I think. Is that Mm, right? Yeah. I think that's right. Go Zags. Uh, Hopefully, it's just another close game for all you NCAA fans out there. All right. Yeah, that was a tough weekend. There was a. I mean, you're you're right. We're going to see more of these with some of these oh, teams. Yeah. Tass, you were agreeing. I saw you nodding along. Like, that's what's going to happen. These, some of them are just like, yeah, we got to help our chances here to get a higher draft pick. Yeah, and this inevitably happens towards the last couple months yeah. of the season, but usually we're at the end of the year here, at the beginning of April. We've got basically a week, 10 days left in the season, yeah. and my body clock's just not used to this. There's just <laughs> There's six more weeks of potential blowouts here, and, and so I'm just just not ready you're gonna hear a lot of fans you're gonna hear a lot of fans saying oh this gay oh gross because there are gonna be a lot of blowouts but mm-hmm. yeah usually they're done usually ncaa is done okay 
let's rev it up for some playoffs. But might have to take some uh, take some baseball in these last six months. Oh. When, when the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's that one guy's name that's hitting 100 on the gun and then hitting 400 foot bombs in the next inning? What's that guy's name? Is it Shoei Otani? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ooh, man. You hear the crack of that bat, Tass? No. Go I, watch the clip I of didn't. him hitting the home run seriously from yesterday. Oh, my God. 115 so on the loud. exit velo. Oh, it's so loud. It it's crushes incredible. Plakata. Uh, he could be the new Babe Ruth. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's he's, he's doing a boat. That's a, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, all right, Lee, who do you have for a loser of the weekend? Well, just before we get to that, I forgot uh, during sort of the quarantine uh, last summer, I uh, actually did sport a pair of uh, socks with flip flops. Oh, oh, oh my god! Come on! How are you, Come what on. are you talking about? How did you even think? Why did you take that photo? Why did you check that really photo? Quick. And then why were you reminded of that? That's crazy to me. <laughs> You're judging me for showing up to the basketball court in socks and slides, and this is what you're wearing around in your neighborhood? What? You're a mad That's disgusting. I'm just saying things are different last year, okay? Like, we didn't know where, we didn't know what things were ever going to come back, so we had to take a few chances. Oh my <laughs> was it Independence yeah, nice, Day? Nice or scams, though, man. Really yeah, nice they, they, are, they are the USA flag, uh, USA flag socks there. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know why, A, I had them on and then B, I took a photo. I have a feeling we talked about it though on, um, you know, one of our like uh, beach steppings or something like that. So yeah, uh, there you go. Do me, hey, Ken, do me a favor, send that to my buddy Ken today, okay? He'll be happy to know that. I'm telling you, he's gonna say you're like an honorary Filipino man. <laughs> does what this count? Uh, does this count for the wedgie count at the end of the year? <laughs> a double hard. wedgie, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Anyway. Uh, my loser of the weekend, is it's a deflating loser. It's Gordon Hayward who uh, injured an ankle uh, and is out for at least four weeks. He's being reevaluated in four weeks. So he could potentially be, you know, lost for the season for a guy who has had uh, foot and leg injuries in the past. Um, pretty quick sort of uh, announcement here too, you know, the four weeks. And, and, and look, they're already without LaMelo Ball the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, now, they, they actually won that first game that they lost Hayward at halftime against the Indiana Pacers, but then, as uh, Tass mentioned earlier, they got pretty much smoked by the Celtics yesterday. So the season has been so great for Charlotte. You know, a lot of people were questioning whether or not he was worth the $120 million they signed him to. I think he answered that question with a resounding yes. I think he was very, very good uh, for Charlotte. I even had him in the All-Star game, uh, even though not many others did. But this is just more a guy who, who you know, last year in the bubble he had an injury and really couldn't play uh, a lot of games there for the Celtics in the playoffs. And he obviously had that very nasty ankle injury a few years ago, which cost him a whole season. And now he goes to a situation, plays well, teams looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Now they still, I think at worst, can make the playing tournament because there's six games up on the Raptors who are just outside the playing tournament right now. So I think the Hornets can hang on. From here, I hope they can because uh, they they would uh, be a, a great story to see. Now, Lamelo Ball may be back before the end of the season, and Haywood potentially too. Yeah. But it just uh, just sort of took the wind out of the sails of what's been a very very fun season there in Charlotte. So, uh, wishing him all the best. Hope he can get back soon. But when they say reevaluated in four weeks, that tells me that he's probably gone for at least six. You know, and that could be the end six of the season. Six weeks takes us till the play-in tournament. Exactly, basically. and then. Yeah. He could be so he could be done for the season, uh, which would be terrible. Because I, I, I look, I don't think the Hornets get out of the first round anyway if they make it. But uh, considering where that franchise has been, 
They've been, you know, a sad sack franchise for a long time. There was finally some hope and something to enjoy. They've been a great team to watch this season. Yeah. Uh, but the wheels are falling off a little bit here as the season comes to an end. And the way their roster is constructed, too, they lose LaMelo and everybody's like, oh, that sucks. Like, they might fall off. But they actually didn't because they do have good guard play, right? Yeah. Terry Rozier has been incredible. Devontae Graham, you know, get more opportunity once LaMelo was out of starting line. All that. But good luck replacing Gordon Hayward, um, you know. I don't think the Martin the Martin twins are going to be able to do that. No, I mean, uh, you know, it's just yeah. tough. It's just like a much more difficult yeah. position for them to fill, and what he does for them. Yeah, and Bridges has been injured for them as well. So yeah. you know, they're they're just dealing with uh, a, a lot when they're sort of a, they're not a deep team. They need everyone playing well. Um, mm-hmm. So tough luck, tough luck for them this weekend. But uh, hopefully, they're at least putting something together for the next couple of seasons to be a, to be a better team than they've been in the past. Tass, loser of the weekend. Where are you going? Well, we mentioned Joel Embiid doing a little destruction to Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves earlier in the show. Now, Carl Anthony Towns individually had a solid weekend, 69 mm-hmm. points over his two weekend games. Nice. But, and very nice. But he leads the team that has the worst record in the NBA. And he said it even after going for 39 and 14 against rival Embiid. I mean, that's, that's a solid performance. But the man was doing air humps on the floor as you were scoring that 39 and 14. And and Carl Anthony Towns said after the game, the next step for me is proving that I can win in this league. And uh, the the part that hurt me the most listening to his postgame rap and Anthony Edwards talk about his teammate, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards said, just give him the ball. Watch watch what he does with it. He can score on any possession. Yeah, but are you going to be one of those guys now, Kat, that can be an all-NBA player? can go 25 and 10, but never wins. And that's the, the scary part. You know, he's, he's not a guy who, um, you know, is taking names in the locker room. He's not kicking ass in there. It's not him. But I think that's the next evolution of Carl Anthony Towns, and I, I just don't want him to resort to being a guy who puts up numbers because that, that chatter with Anthony Edwards is, you know, kind of leads you to believe that Cat could be that guy. Not, you know, Anthony Edwards wants them to be better, but Anthony Edwards might have to be that guy who's kicking ass and taking names because it's not really in Cat's DNA. And at this point, they're paying Cat and D'Angelo Russell and Ricky Rubio, so it's unlikely uh, they're going to find a gem, but maybe they find it in the draft or something. Either way, Cat's got to be better, uh, even though those numbers were solid. Uh, nobody wants to see your rival air hump you like that and uh the the, the <laughs> numbers true. are good again um but just the wins have to come it's it's just shocking when you see a guy who can do that and they have the worst record in the league like worse yeah. than than the rockets and and all that so it's it's i don't know and maybe anthony edwards can't be that guy we've talked about him as the jimmy butler ish kind of guy um but it's not coming in year one obviously but you know maybe he's the guy to be more of a of a vocal and locker room kind of leader, but who knows if that's in his DNA. It's asking a lot too, but Cat is just, uh, he's too talented to be a numbers guy and not a wins guy. Mm, yeah. Well, what's the protection on the pick that the Warriors have from the Wolves too? Is it, is top, it top two four? or top four? Oh, I don't know. Can, yeah, top, I can't remember. Two, three, or four. So I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> like, know. they're going to need some help there. Yeah. Uh, get lucky to keep their pick. Or otherwise, right. the help will not be coming in the draft yeah. because that'll be going to the Warriors if right. uh, whatever it is. I th- yeah, is it top three? Yeah, top three right. unprotected yeah. next year. Yeah, that's it. Um, maybe they'll be one of those teams that continues to uh, lead into a tank 
if anything, they really should. Uh, maybe Carl Anthony Towns will pick mm-hmm. up some uh, plantar fasciitis here in the next couple of days. Something to keep an eye on. <laughs> I heard it's going around. Um, all right, final one here. Just the Lakers, loser of the weekend. They've only won three of their last nine games because they're missing all their guys. They slipped to fifth in the conference. The Nuggets jumped them, so keep your eye on that. I don't think they're falling out of the playoffs by any means, but they're falling down there, and the Blazers are right behind them. Vogel said this too, Tass. I know you keep saying Anthony Davis like you think he's coming back. It's got to be soon, right? Vogel said he's a ways away from returning still. Now, who knows what that really means, but he hasn't played in seven weeks, like I said earlier, so it's been a long time here. And then on Friday, Mark Gasol admitted that he's like questioning his place on this team after Drummond came in there on the buyout market. And Mark Gasol just... I don't know, he seems like a sad boy right now. Um, with uh, He feels lost over there. Vogel, I will say, like, did his best in like, talking to the media like, to really build him up. Like, you know, he's a championship player. He's going to have a role on this team. You know, we're figuring it out right now. With Drummond coming in, obviously Montrezl Harrell is the sixth man of the year. He's our backup center. Then AD will be playing center. But, like, he's got to be included. Um, so he's trying to, like, build up his confidence again, I guess. But anyway, a bad weekend, I'd say, for the Lakers. Now, they only lost one of two games. Like, they did get a, one victory. I think it was against the Kings. But uh, it's not great for L.A. right now. They, you know, turns out you really do miss your two best players uh, when, they're, when they're out there. Um, so we'll see. No one's freaking out. Like, I don't think even Lakers fans are going nuts right now. I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure they're not happy with all the losses. But, yeah, it's such a different team, of course, when AD and LeBron are back. But something to keep an eye on. Okay. We get to tweet of the night. Believe one more ad break. Who you got? Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust & Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash no dunks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twi- uh. Now, don't show this yet, JD, but... I want to set this up a little bit because I think it was a couple NBA happy hours ago we had on Lee's mate, uh, Big Matt. And at one point, for uh, reasons I'm still unclear about, but Big Matt says in his great accent, home is where the boobs are. (laughs) And we all had a laugh. And I said, wow, I've never heard that one before. And then Trey said, put it on a needle point. (laughs) Well, guess what? No Dunks fan Morgan Elizabeth did just that. <laughs> she created this unbelievable uh, needlepoint cross stitch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there it is, Big Matt's quote: "Home is where the boobs are." And uh, with a bunch of basketballs. <laughs> so Morgan, you get tweet of the night because that's incredible. And also, I would love to buy this if I can. So please, uh, you know, contact me there on Twitter. I, I will. Uh, I will give some uh, either T-shirts in exchange for this or something. Like I'd love to get this eventually in the uh, No Dunks office. So, uh. <laughs> Gotta have it in the yeah. office. Uh, hopefully, more of these to come on an Etsy store. Yeah, <laughs> sometime. Yeah. So yeah, Morgan Elizabeth gets a tweet of the night for nice. sharing that with us because uh, she said she was inspired by Big Matt. But <laughs> I was gonna make tweet of the night something related to the new Space Jam trailer. Did you guys watch it? Can, I mean. Uh, can I get a quick uh, a review? Trey, were you intrigued by it? It's very, very different, I would say. It wasn't what I was expecting, but what'd you think? Um, I'm 100% in. I'll see you July 16th. I wow. sat Isla down. I said, look, I got to show you something special. And she just, honestly, she looks so nervous the whole time, not knowing what was going on. There's some uh, some spooky moments, no doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, it might be me watching Space Jam 2 solo as a near 40-year-old man. Gotta love that. But I'm 100% in. I can't believe uh, what seemed like a joke is apparently going to be true. LeBron is traveling through the server-verse. Yeah. There are people pulling screenshots. You can see the droogs from a clockwork orange in the back of a Space Jam basketball game. <laughs> Super weird stuff. There's going to be some uh, unusual uh, cameos, no doubt, uh, in Space Jam A New Legacy. I'm in. I'll see uh-huh. you on July 16th, live streaming me watching it. Oh, wow. Well, Just kidding. Come. Don't they hold come. me to it. Okay. Uh, Lee, did you see it? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I saw bits of the uh, trailer. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it, of course. You saw, hold watch. on, hold on. You saw bits of well, the trailer? I saw it, it's and then I was like, yeah, yeah. What do you want it on Blinkist? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just, I'm like, oh, I can just wait for the movie. It's, it's. Uh, I, I mean, like say, I, 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 I'm right. just going to watch it when it comes out. Okay, and, okay. Um, I mean, I'm hoping, of course, like uh, I'd be watching it with my boys. Uh, you know, they love Space Jam, the first one. So, okay. you know, I don't expect it to be too heavy or, uh, or anything crazy like that. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I hope it's not too heavy. Me too, man. I mean, I guess his son goes missing. I guess that's a bit of a scary. He's, he's lost in the serververse, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LG kidnaps him in the serververse. Gets off on the wrong floor, man. 
who amongst us hasn't got off on the wrong floor of an elevator and I, ended up in the server verse? Exactly. It happened to us. It happened to me at our old building. Um, I was suddenly in the basement. I didn't know how to get out. Um, oh, I was going to say, I thought LeBron's actual son was in the movie. Am I an idiot? Was I the only one that thought that? I mean, obviously, it's just a, it's an actor. It's a child actor. I just thought it was... Actually, one of LeBron's sons. I don't know hmm. why I thought that, but um, Tass, did you watch the trailer? Did you watch any seconds of the trailer? <laughs> I took it all in. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, all those 150 seconds that I watched. Um, well, a few things. It's like when we did our, our film sessions where we analyzed a lot of basketball movies. Not a lot of basketball in this trailer. It took till at least a minute in, maybe a minute and a half in to get some. Uh, I also, you know, rarely feel like LeBron James, but I did feel like LeBron James for a second because I thought his line, you know, close to the top of the trailer, what in the Matrix hell is this? That was funny. But then when he promoted it on Twitter, he also used that same line. He, oh. t- he, he wrote, what in the Matrix hell is this? So I kind of felt like him because whenever I do a little promotion for the show or whatever, I'm quite, quite often I'm copy and pasting same lines here and there. And I can mm. see LeBron did the same because he's the mm. one tweeting. Obviously, he doesn't have somebody doing it for him, no, obviously. But uh, I mean, it looked it looked cool. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going to be in the server. I'm going to hang okay. out there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll see you in the mean, server verse. Twitter the server was verse. losing their mind over the uh, the Lola Bunny uh, alley cool. to um, to LeBron that was reminiscent of the, the Dwayne Wade LeBron photo. I mean, they were, people were going crazy for that. Yeah. Let's hear from you guys. Are you excited about the new trailer? Will you be watching? I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have to make a podcast about it at some point. And I know that I teased, I think, on Friday that we were going to talk uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, Zilla versus Kong, man, JD, did you happen to watch it? We don't have, like, if, did you happen to watch it this weekend or no? I did watch it. I watched it last night. Yeah. Okay. I think what we should do is, uh, let's talk about it tomorrow. Okay. We're actually going to like do a little, uh, deep dive on sure. Zilla right. versus Kong. Yeah. Trey, did you watch it? Oh, I consumed it as well. And oh, there's no. also a little bit of a tie-in, uh, to Space Jam, a new legacy, LeBron, Recruiting King Kong to his team. Yeah. In Space Jam. Mm. He wasn't trying to hunt down Godzilla. So I think <laughs> ooh, ooh. I think the fans got this right. Basically, everybody picked King Kong to beat uh, Zilla the Killer in a one-on-one basketball game. Mm. Obviously, we'll talk about the results of their battles at yes. another point. But when it comes to basketball, the fans picked King Kong and LeBron picked King yeah. Kong. Yeah, yeah. Two ringing endorsements. Okay, so tomorrow, at some point during the show, <laughs> we're gonna drop the spoiler alert and uh, at least. Uh, <laughs> I love that photo. At least TK and JD will give us a, their their opinions. They will grade uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which is uh, available to watch. Lee, I'm guessing you didn't fire that one up. No, no. You I shan't be, be. I shan't be watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> I shan't be. I have no. Desire to contribute to the rating of that movie, so I'll let uh, let JD and Trey take it away. Okay. Well, I I did. uh, Nora watched it. I half-ass watched it, so I'll be able to chime in a little Uh, bit. Consume the Kong. Yeah, I mean, it was. I was doing other things while it was on, but I was sort of watching it. Okay. Uh, Pick'em results from Friday night brought to you by BetMGM. It was the Bucks Blazers game, and Giannis went for 47, and Milwaukee covered easily. So that's a win for Tass. That's a win for Trey. You guys are perfect for the month of April. Lee and I are one and one. What's tonight's game, Tass? There's like, uh, I don't know, six or seven games on today. I'm going deep into the standings for this one. Down low. The Kings are visiting the Timberwolves. 
Timberwolves, worst team in the wow. association, mm. uh, given three and a half points. So they can lose by three or less and still get the victory. They're at home to the Kings, plus three and a half. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I know. Like, try and figure out the Sacramento Kings, too. Like, they look yeah. great one night, and then they look like garbage. They get their ass handed to them. And, yeah. All right. I'll yeah. take Sacramento. <laughs> Give me the kings. I mean, I at least I know these are it's tough. tough. Yeah. I know yep. it's tough. It's tough, but you know, some some here, like you said, Skeets, may believe in the Sacramento Kings, so they could bounce back after a loss. Yeah. Uh, their last game was against the, the Lakers, right? Where? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, they sure. they played the Bucks. The Kings. Oh, oh, did they get smacked by? the No, Bucks? they, they lost beat. by a point. Yeah. Who did they beat this weekend? No the one. Kings. The Kings. Oh, yeah. Kings okay. lost. No. Are on a three-game losing streak right yeah. now. There uh, okay. After okay. having a six-game win streak, yeah, five, yeah. yeah, yeah, fine. All right, so plus three and a half. Are you taking a bleep? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I'd take that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the the Wolves weren't bad against the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want Mini? I'll cover. take Minnesota. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, okay, nice. Uh, uh, Trey, what you got? I mean, this is a Lee Ellis tough one, no doubt about it. I was going to go Kings, then Lee picked the Kings, but then he switched back to the Bucks or the Timberwolves. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah, whoever, whoever's playing <laughs> against each other. Uh, give me the Kings on a classic why not here. All right, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one here because there's seven games in the association. The The closest lines are, are the Kings, Wolves, or... The Pistons Thunder, which is, you know, oh three, God, three and a half. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want to say, I guess I could have gone with the Jazz Mavericks. That's uh, it's a four and a half point line. Okay. It seems like the, the betters are, you know, pretty even on that one. So maybe it was a mistake on my part, but it's fine. Oh, I like so, this. This is so, chaos. Yeah, man. exactly. Let's flip a coin. Exactly. Who knows? Wow. The so line, where are you going, Taz? The line really moved with this Wolves one, too. It started at plus two and a half. Some sites it's plus four. So that means people are betting the Kings. Give me the Wolves. Oh, <laughs> smart. <laughs> guys smart guys all right we got uh tass and lily taking minnesota to cover tonight and trey and i got those uh crazy sacramento kings to win by four or more good luck everybody that's it for us here on a monday fun show please like comment subscribe to no dunks on youtube make sure you check out tass's what you need to know a little twist there this morning tass i like that five questions uh like key questions about the rest of the nba season well done there so go listen to that go watch that if you haven't already Email us your NBA questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. We'll hit the beach on Wednesday. NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com to email them in. Get your No Dunks merch at NoDunks.com. And I think, I think it might be the final day to go subscribe to The Athletic for a dollar a month. Don't quote me on that, but I think I saw one of our colleagues on Twitter saying that <laughs> this morning, sharing an article. So go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. I think still for $1 a month or theathletic.com slash no dunks Canada if you are up in the great white north. All right, guys, fun show. Uh, see you guys soon. Clever bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Lee Ashanti. Won't be watching. No, won't. Ashanti. This is a hard word. This is a. I, I just tongue twisted myself for no reason. <laughs> Lee just. Lee Ashanti won't be watching Kong versus Godzilla. What am I doing here? I don't know. He's not watching it. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.
Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.